This is Havilah Kennington, and this is the Havilah Kennington Podcast. Well, hello. It is December, which means we're all going, well, we're going full force into this Christmas season, and I wanted to give some thoughts about how to navigate your December. So I want to talk a little bit about December because we need a strategy, and and the more you have going on, the more strategy you need. And the truth is, December holds... It holds a lot of fun and movies and you know Christmas music and all that stuff, but it also can hold a lot of, well, it can hold a lot of things. And sometimes I think December can kind of get out of control. It's like that, you know how you're like running down a hill and you think you're in control, and then all of a sudden the momentum of running down the hill make you all of a sudden you realize like I'm trying to keep up with my legs. You'll see our kids do it all the time. They'll be they'll be running down some kind of hill and you'll see them and they look like they're in control. And the moment between when they're in control and when they're out of control is like a few seconds. That's kind of how December feels sometimes. It's like, I'm in the middle of it, I'm in the middle of it, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying, I'm completely out of control <laughs> feeling. So I want to talk about strategy and I want to talk about maybe the downside of December because there is a downside to this this feeling of, of Christmas and the moment of December. And so I want to talk about that because sometimes I think the older we get, maybe just in life, depending on what your personality is like, you can have an expectation of what Christmas can be like. And sometimes the reality of what we hope it will be, you know, and all of our kids loving what we've got them, or maybe, you know, what our house is going to look like, or maybe what our family gathering is going to feel like, maybe what our church services look like, to like the reality of what it really looks like is completely different. And so I I hope that some of these strategies will help you. I'm going to give you five key strategies for dealing with December. Dealing with December, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but sometimes I kind of feel like we are dealing with December. So here's the first thing I wanna I wanna remind you, and that is to admit that you have an expectation of the way that you want this season to be. Just admit it. Admit that in the perfect world you would have all the you'd have the money to fly home and see your family. Admit that in a perfect world you would find love in December. Admit that in a perfect world you would not have a budget for your kids. In a perfect world, um, you know, your house would be all decorated and set up. But that's not real life. In the perfect world we would never get sick in December. But we get sick in December. Those are real things. But really I find in my life at least My conflicts often happen not in what's really happening, that I can't manage it or somehow I can't deal with it, but it's the expectation of what I wish it would be or hope it would be that I find myself disappointed. It's not in what was promised to me. It was what I hoped that it would be. So really admitting what were my expectations in this season and admit it. I wish that I would have been engaged by this year or I wish that I would have had this job or I wish that my spouse would have got it together (laughs) this season and I don't have it yet. So I'm okay, but I at least am admitting that I'm dealing with some disappointment and discouragement and that doesn't make me a bad person. Doesn't make me a bad wife or a bad mom or a bad Christian to say, gosh, I was hoping that this would be at this place in my life and I'm not. And that's okay. That's that's called um, really merging and it's called really maturity where we start to see what we hoped and admit it. It doesn't make us bad. Feelings have no moral value. They're just what we feel. So what are what am I expecting? And admit that. You know, in my world, I'll give it to you straight. In my world, I was expecting that I would have a lot of energy. And I don't have a lot of energy right now. I've been on the road for three months and I came home and I'm tired. 
You know, I missed my Christmas tree lighting service because I was tired. I missed my Bethel Bazaar because, which is like our Christmas craft thing, which is like my favorite moment at church all year. And what was I doing? I was sleeping. I was tired. That's, I don't like that. I don't like that I'm tired. But the truth is, I'm a human being. You're a human being and we have limitations. And so some of those limitations are we can't do it all. And that's, for those of us that like to do it all, that's probably the most irritating. And then a lot of us deal with FOMO, which is like the fear of missing out, which is a whole nother set of things. Okay, second thing is this. Um, what is important to you? Now, I know that sounds really cliche. What's important to you? But this is, this is the way I would actually look at it. What feeling do you wanna have during this season? Because sometimes we think, well, this is important that we, you know, my, we have all the presents bought and we go see our family and we make sure we buy this and we get a dog and we, maybe we, you know, we go on a cruise or whatever it is or, you know, but like, what is the feeling that you want? Because sometimes what we think is important and what we actually want to feel are like two different things. They're not really the same thing. In fact, in, in early on when I had my four kids, what was important to me, I thought, was having the house a certain way and making sure I cooked every night and made sure that I had my, like tons of parties and Christmas things and I was getting gifts. And what I found was like I, had, I spent weeks and weeks of my December running here and there trying to get everything done. And what I realized was that I really wanted a feeling of calm and peace. I wanted a feeling of really, for me, connection. I wanted to connect with those that were most important to me. I wanted it to be a moment where I could just, I could just be, just be and look at my kids' faces and look at my husband's face and, and be with my family and just see them, see them for who they are right now. So what is the most important feeling? You know, there's a difference between what you want, what, what is, and then how you want to experience it. So you have to, let me say this, you are the adult of your life. If you are an adult, 18 and above, you are in charge of your life. So no one can dictate what your Christmas looks like. No one can dictate, you know, you go, well, I have this expectation, I have this. I'm so sorry. Where are those hidden rules that say you have to go to every Christmas party? Where are those hidden rules that say you have to buy everybody a gift that you know and love? Where are the rules that say you have to do this or do that? No, 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 That is, those are expectations. Those are social expectations. But you have to decide what kind of Christmas you want. And you know what, if you want, if you want one tree, do one tree. I don't care if everyone on the street has a flipping five trees, have one tree. If you don't want to decorate the outside of your house because it's going to take more energy and more expense and you don't want to spend your energy doing that, then don't do it. Stop it. Stop getting stuck on what everybody expects of you and do it. Do you, do you, right? So what do you want to experience? And this, the third thing I would say is um, you need to schedule things that will help facilitate your feelings. This is like, this is what I mean by that is I want a feeling of connection. So if I schedule a bunch of things and I'm running here and there, I'm not going to have the feeling of connection. I'm going to have the, the feeling of festivities, but I want to have the feeling of connection. So one thing I do most nights in December is we start a fire. We get wood out. We have a little wood stove. We start a fire. And the reason is not to heat our house. If we have a heater, we can flip the switch and have heat. But the reason we start a fire every night is it makes us slow down. I, I find that we kind of gather around the fire and we it's crackling and it makes me want to read a book. It makes me want to slow down and I can look at it. And it also reminds me of my childhood. I grew up in the mountains and we had a lot of wood stove action going on. So habits. Another thing um, I do is I like to have Christmas music on during the during the, the day. So for me, not just festive Christmas music, but spiritual Christmas music. 
music that directs me towards the holy season that it is. You know, yesterday we started Advent and the whole part of Christmas is about Christ coming. So what can you facilitate music that that's not just, you know, Santa Claus kissed mom last night, but actually speaking of the, the, the sanctity and the serenity and the, the spiritual part of Christmas. So play that around, worship music, things that direct you towards a spiritual sense of, of what it is. And then another thing I like to do is I like to take a walk in the morning. I like to kind of bundle up and go outside and just look and get, breathe deep and just take a minute before everything happens for the week and the day. What can I do to just connect? Connect with my spirit, connect with God, connect with who I want to be in this season and really take time to do that. Okay, fourth is this. You need to set your expect you need to set expectations for others. And the way I say it is this, you need to get in a place of instead of catching everything that's coming at you, you need to throw things. And what I mean by that is people are going to have expectations of you in this season. They can't help it. People things mean different things to different people. So some of it's tradition. Some of it is they're making up for lost time. Some of it is that, you know, they want you to participate in their dream. And the truth is, um, if you know you can't do it without having significant stress, then you need to say no. Like things like family members that expect Christmas gifts for every single person. And you know, you don't have the budget for that. Well, instead of charging it and having the anxiety of a credit card bill, actually set the expectation. So here's what I would recommend. If you know there are people in your world right now that have an expectation, you have family in town, they think you're going to go to their house Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Christmas night, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and you know that's all set up, You, I want you to get ahead of it. Instead of letting it catch up with you and then you being angry and cranky and feeling you know, like a kid, I want you to get ahead of it and I want you to set expectations. That means you're going to write an email today. And you're going to, you are going to, or you're going to make a phone call. You're going to send a text message. It's going to say, listen, I know in the past we've always done this, but this year I'm taking, I'm setting a new approach in my life. I, I realized that last January I was exhausted. I got sick. Uh, we, I really didn't get to enjoy the season. And so this year we're going to change the game plan. And you're not asking them. You're telling them you are an adult. You don't have, you are telling them what you can and cannot do. And so, Hey, just so you know, we are going to be coming to your home from five to eight at night. And we cannot wait to celebrate with you. That's it. Don't make an excuse. Don't tell them all the reasons why you're an adult. You're going to tell them exactly what you can do. Hey, I know that we usually go three different places, but this year I'm going to be hosting Christmas dinner at my home. And I'm, I'm inviting everybody, friends and family to my home. And we'd love to have you you know they're going to throw a hissy fit, and that's okay. That's up to them, but you have to change your story at some point. And this is your season. You're probably going to need to change your story and say, here's what I can do, and here's what I can't. Some of you are new moms. Listen, you can, you're going to be up all night feeding that baby. You can't go do a thousand things for everybody else. That baby needs you. You, you. Your husband needs you. Your kids need you. So, you know, set some good boundaries, but set it up. Hey, guess what? I'd love to participate in the gifts for everybody this year, but can we do it? I'd be more comfortable having a gift exchange. So can we pull names instead of me bringing gifts for the 30 family members? Can I pull like, can we pull names? And I, I'd love to do that. If you're not, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But this is what I can do. I can only do gifts for the adults. Can we exchange? It's just so we can make it easier on everybody else. So really, really, really get it out there and get ahead of it. Some of you, you know, you know that the Christmas parties are happening. I have four kids. I have four 
Christmas parties. I have two Christmas concerts. I have my own small group Christmas party. I have work Christmas stuff. It, it's never ending. So I have admitted I'm not going to actually participate in my kids' Christmas parties. <gasps> I'm such a mean mom. No, I'm not. I'm not a mean mom. What I am comfortable doing is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prepare a really great gift for the teachers because I am a gift giver. I like to do that. And I'm going to set that up and I'm going to let the other moms that like acts of service or maybe their time, let them participate in that role. I'm going to be the gift person and probably the words of affirmation to write just this really great card that says, I love you and thank you so much for everything. But I'm not going to be the mom that's setting up plates. If they need me, that'd be different. But I know there's other people that can do that. And I can only do what I can do. Does that make sense? So really setting it up. So I'll email the teacher and say, hey, I'd love to participate. I can't be at all the, all the parties. But I want you to know I have something really special for you. And I'd love to give that to you. Okay, lastly is this. Consider January. All right. This is important because you know who you are. And I'm one of them. <laughs> I always seem to consider December, 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 and I ignore January. But the truth is January is like, it slaps you in the face. You know what I mean? Like January, you walk in and it's like, hi, we just got here. Let's talk about health. Let's talk about your spiritual life. Let's talk about your relationships or your budget. And you're like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. But the truth is, if you would actually consider January right now, you're going to love January because January is going to be something you've already thought about. So what does that mean? That means... Consider what it's going to feel like, not for the feeling of somebody opening up the gifts in January or in December, Christmas, all these gifts and the feeling of how good you feel when they open those gifts. I want you to think about when you open up that credit card bill, the feeling you want. Is it that you stayed within your budget? Did you live within your means? Did you honor your family for the other 11 months that you live? Or did you just consider that one moment? Did you consider your health? Did you get a good night's sleep? Or did you wake up in January and you're exhausted and sick and you're like, what did I do? Well, instead of realizing the feeling of being at everything, consider what you, what you, how health really looks like to live every single day in January. Maybe it's your spiritual life. You know, sometimes it's like, I'll start that Bible study or I'll start that group or I'll, pr I'll start my prayer life in January. Well, set it up right now. It doesn't have to be perfect, but, but, but think about, think about what January is going to look like for you. And what if you just got up, spent five minutes a day in the word, like, in the truth of God's word and for five minutes a day. And you said, I'm not going to do a full-blown hour study. I'm not going to start a Bible study, but I'm going to read my Bible for five minutes a day every morning when I get up and just start my journey with Christ right now, recognizing his reality in my life and set it up. Maybe spend some time this season writing down what you want January to look like and look at that. You know, that's what maturity looks like. I get it. I've, I've sat in January. I've had buyer's remorse in January. I've had eating remorse in January. I've had like, what did I do? This December was a blur. But then I've had other Decembers where I've really set it up and I've welcomed January. I'm like, let's start a new year. It's fresh. It's the beginning. I've already started this process. And I just want to remind you that you're very powerful. And this season is about Christ. It is. But it's also about you choosing who you want to be in this season. It's not about what people dictate. It's about you you telling your family who you are, telling your soul, mind, will, and emotions, this is who we're going to be right now and really experiencing that. So I hope that that helps you. Again, I just want to remind you, and for those of you that just jumped on, I'm going to save this video and you can go back to the beginning of all my points. But I'll say this. Number one, admit your expectations. 
what you want it to be and what it really is and try to merge those two together, you'll feel a lot happier. Number two, find out what's most important to you, not what you what is most important, but how you wanna feel. What's the most important thing you wanna feel during this season? Number three, schedule things that align with your feelings. So if you wanna feel connected, then schedule times of connection. If you wanna feel at peace, then schedule moments of peace. Schedule things around peace. Schedule things around the feeling of what you want. If you want to be healthy, then schedule things that are healthy. Um, fourthly is this, set expectations for others. So set it up. Don't wait for it to happen. Know you're going to disappoint somebody and deal with drama. No, no, no. Be an adult. Set it up. Send the email. Send the text. Tell them what you are willing to do and what you can do. Don't just do everything or flake out and say, well, I couldn't do it. Well, that's not really owning your life. So set it up. If people expect something from you, then set it up. This is what I can do. Hey, my husband and I were talking and this is what we can do this year. Or, hey, I'm going to be able to come, but only for this time and set up the time frame. Don't just get stuck. And then lastly, consider January. What do you want Janu January to look like and feel like? Well, set up your life right now. What does that look like? Set it up. Eat healthy. Get sleep. Don't overspend. Don't overeat. Don't overbuy. Don't overcommit. Settle down, calm down that part of us that's, that kind of gets commercialized. Bring it down a notch and really set up. January is the rest of your life, right? So really set that up. I hope that that helps you and I hope that that considers, I hope that that helps you. Um, well, the reason I'm talking about it is because I've dealt with all these things. So I hope that it helps you like it does me and I'm preaching to myself, not just you. So it's very important. Okay, does anybody have any questions? Somebody asked me a question yesterday that said, what do I do about family that's disappointed or that has expectations? And like I said yesterday, you need to set it up. Don't wait for them. And at the end of the day, you know, a lot of us, we aren't our family. Our parents aren't our family anymore. Our kids are our family. And, and we have to let them understand that this is a different season. You know, our memories with our kids are all we're going to get. Um, and if we just run here and there, you know, that might have been the way your mom wanted to do Christmas or your dad wanted to do Christmas, but it may not be the way you want to do Christmas. So set that up and own that part of your life. Does that make sense? You guys are so sweet. I love all your encouragement. I'm trying to I'm trying to podcast, but that's why I can't stop. I've kind of just talked my way through it. Good. I'm glad you like that, Amy. Yeah, I do want to help you guys. You guys are so encouraging. You're just, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I love that. So I'll say this. Um, I'm going to post this on um, somewhere. I'll post it on my blog, and then you guys can share this for anybody who would like to hear something like this. And I'll put it on my, on my podcast so you can pass this along maybe to your mother-in-law or your sister or maybe somebody else that has some expectations so that they can hear that. Okay, good. I'm glad. You guys are so awesome. Thank you. Choosing Joy, what's your name? I've seen you, but I want to know your name so I can call you by name. <laughs> Time between friends who help you grow and friends who aren't being as intentional. You know, Bree, I really think part of it is that um, you, you know, you're never going to please everybody. And the truth is you're going to disappoint people. And so you have to decide what brings you life and what kind of life you want to live. And so I think there are friends that are lifetime friends. And I think there are seasonal friends. And sometimes it's like certain friends I want to see all the time. There are certain friends I want to see maybe once a week. And there are certain people I need to see. And so really asking yourself, like, how much investment? If they are, you know, lifetime friends, then you need to make more investment. If they're seasonal friends, then 
You know, it's not gonna it's not gonna change too much if your friendship gets a little bit less intense because it's just the season of it. If a friend can't take you for who you are, then maybe they're not really a good friend. If they expect you to do everything or be or, you know, you're always walking on eggshells hoping that they're happy with you. What an exhausting friendship. And the truth is that's not friendship. You know, friendship is really about empathy. It's about seeing where somebody really is at and not expecting to be something they're not, but accepting them for who they are and then bringing the best out of them. So it's really important is find, find out what love language they have and try to meet that. How do you balance time with yourself? Like I'm single, but I know I'm family right now. It makes sense. Uh, you know, I would say this. I always thought when I when you're single, people assume people that are single have a lot of time and they don't need any time to themselves because, well, they're single. But I actually don't think that that's entirely true. In fact, I think when we're single, we need time to nurture our heart and our friendships. And sometimes the development of our friendships are different because, well, we've got to get our needs met in different places. We don't just have a husband and kids that we're getting a lot of our needs met. We have to actually strategize to get our needs met in a healthy way. So I would say, you know, really ask yourself, how can you set your time up to be healthy. If you need to exercise or you need to go for a walk or you want to spend some time with maybe somebody who's not technically family, but they they breathe life to you, well, find time. Like even on a Christmas day, take an hour and go make a phone call with somebody that you want to talk to or go take a walk in the morning. You know, one thing my girlfriends and I did last year during the holidays is we set up a breakfast before the holiday. So we could just like look at each other and laugh and talk and be connected with those that know us and love us. So when we go sit in a room with people maybe we don't feel as connected to, we know we have our people, we have our tribe. So set yourself up for success. You are so awesome. Thank you. You're so sweet. I know one day in Miami, hopefully one day. I liked Miami. I had a good time. So yeah, set it up. You know, for me, it's like if I just kind of wake up in the holidays and just hope that I make it, I don't do so well. But if I set it up, where I get up and I have a quiet time or I go for a walk or I get my coffee or I, I send a couple messages to people that I love, I, I feel a different connection. Any cool family traditions? Um, well, uh, my mom always brings the kids um, Christmas pajamas on Christmas Eve and the kids open those up and they all usually match because my sister and I have seven kids together. So we actually, um, uh, they unpack it all um, and they all put on their pajamas and that's one of my favorite things that they do. Like they all match and they're still young enough to not know how funny they look like together, how cute they look. Um, I have a feeling that our two 11 year olds are going to figure it out pretty soon, but they all match and it's one of my favorite things. And then recently we just started to play football on the holidays. So get the kids out and start to play a game. That's really fun. I lead worship sometimes at the your youth service of my church. I love that. Maybe people aren't coming with us presence. How can I involve them in leading? Do you mean at Christmas? Are you talking about just youth? You know, youth is a unique season. And, you know, when you're a young, when you're a young person, specifically a teenager, you're still trying to figure out who you are and what's cool to you and what's not. And, and so what's really important for youth is that you have to, you have to give an example, but you also have to connect with them. So when I'm preaching to youth, I can't just preach through my message and hope that they connect. I have to get honest and authentic with them. I have to say like, hey, this is who I am and take it to a moment of like, here's what, you know what? And I would, I'd call them out. I mean, if I was doing youth, I'm like, I always say things like, hey, you know what? We get so caught up in what people think of us that we don't even know how to respond to Christ. Like I just kind of get it out there and we, I unpack it. So that way, whatever people are feeling in the room, I just expose it and it really helps. 
What do I want for Christmas? Well, I actually, what I wanted for Christmas, I got, which is I wanted um, one of those DNA ancestor tests. My mom got it for Christmas and she, she was giggling with me. She sent me a note and said, now you're gonna really find out who your dad is. <laughs> it's, a, it's a total joke. I know I'm Italian. I, I, have, I have the hair to prove it, <laughs> but, but she said like, um, so I want to find out who, where my ancestors, like, am I really half Italian and am I Irish and German? And I want to know those things. My J is 44 and still by pajamas. Oh, see, I love it. That's so cute, Helen. I love that. All different needs and different seasons. Exactly. Person made out. Exactly, Bobby. Exactly. I'm totally with you. Oh, you can come back um, and watch this and it'll be on my podcast too, so you won't miss it. I always wanted... Got it for, did you, did you do it yet though? I have, I have to do the swabbing and all that. I haven't done that yet. Uh, no, I did get invited to the Philippines this season, but I don't think I'm gonna be able to make it work quite yet. But I hope, I hope, hopefully soon I'll get to go that, that direction because I would love it. I'm a young mom and just had my fourth boy. Oh, I love that. You crazy woman. It's such a blur. It's such a blur when you have little kids. I mean, I was just so grateful to even like, oh my gosh, I got the tree up. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to know my roots too. Oh, did you say Philadelphia? Sorry, did you say Philadelphia, not Philippines? <laughs> totally different places. Um, Philadelphia. No, I have not been to Philadelphia. See what I mean? Pam, you got to do it too. Oh, you guys are so sweet. Um, I got those ornaments at the mall. At the mall, we have these kiosks that you can go, and I go and collect them, and I usually will do that's one of my gifts to myself. Hi, Germany. Guten Tag. Are you speaking, coming to speak up in Washington at all? Yes, I'm going to be in Washington in, I think it's April. Look on my website, havelakennington.com, and I have a whole schedule there, and we need to, I think we need to update a little, but... I think I'm coming to Washington in, in April or May. It's one of those, it's in the spring. Oh, and I will be in Portland um, in January. Are you going to make a video when you get your results? I should, huh? I, yes, I should do that. Yes, I'll be in Portland. Portland in January at the um, Generation Unleashed at City Bible. What do you feel not focused enough to read the word every day? Uh-oh, I'm so sorry I missed your question. Ah! LA County area. I'll be in LA this third, second week of January. So come find me. I'll be in Pasadena the second week of January um, at a conference there, prophetic conference. Guten Tag. There it is. There it is. I think you talked about focus with the word. And I would say, um, if you're not interested in the word, not focused with the word, you don't have the right tools. There's something happening where you're not, it's not inspiring enough. So you need to find things that inspire you to be in the word, whether it's a certain devotional or a certain person or a certain you know, concept. You need to dig a little deeper. Um, sometimes I think we just take it basic. We just end up feeling a little blah. Come to Dallas in the future for anything. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, I'll say this. Um, one thing that's really inspired me recently, hold on, is, um, oh, I don't know if I have it on me. I need to find, oh, I do. My friend sent me this, Andy Andrews, and it is um, Psalms and Proverbs. This is the, um, oh, shoot, my brain just went blank. It's the Passion Translation. Can you guys see that Passion Translation? And it is, um, it's like, I just put it in my book. And my book, my, my, my bag, and I can pull it out and read it at any moment. I'm really enjoying that. Um, oh, good, you like the prophetic personality. I love that. 
Oh, you're from, oh, Egypt. I love that. Oh my gosh. What's my favorite holiday treat? Um, probably, um, well, apple pie right now. I've probably had an apple pie every single day this time, but I would probably say um, like pe like the brittle, any kind of brittle, any of that chocolate, like almond roca, that stuff. Oh my gosh, my mouth just watered. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where you can buy this. I would look online. I know it's like a little, because it was a gift, so I'm not sure, but maybe I'll look for it and I'll try to post it. It's on Amazon? Oh, look at that. Deb knows. Oh my gosh. I'm also loving prefacing. Oh, I love that. Yeah, great city, Portland. All right, I love you guys. I gotta keep working. Bye.